This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Monday, December 6th. Coming up, Kansas City Police Chief Rick Smith will step down next year. We'll clear up some confusion about how and when that will happen. But first, the first case of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 in Missouri was identified Friday, about a week after its discovery in South Africa. There's still a lot we don't know about this new strain. But Sebastian Martinez-Valdivia reports Missouri scientists tracking the variant are hopeful they'll quickly get up to speed. Detecting coronavirus variants has been a challenge for American health officials over the course of the pandemic. The U.S. lags behind other industrialized countries when it comes to genomic sequencing. That's the process by which scientists are able to analyze differences in the virus's genetic code. In Missouri, the State Department of Health and Senior Services takes a certain number of positive tests from around the state to sequence in search of variants. It's what many state health labs do, often in partnership with area hospitals. This kind of sampling offers a limited picture of which variants might be circulating. But Dr. Laura Morris says Omicron might actually be easier to detect than previous variants. She's vaccine co-chair at University of Missouri Healthcare, and she's based in Fulton, Missouri. There's an interesting feature with this variant, though, that makes it uh, detectable using PCR techniques instead of genomic sequencing. So it's possible that we'll be able to monitor for this a little bit easier. PCR, which stands for polymerase chain reaction, detects genetic material from the virus that causes COVID. Specifically, PCR tests, which are some of the most common coronavirus tests, have three genetic probes to look for the virus. Scientists in South Africa, where the Omicron variant was first identified, discovered the new strain only shows up in two of the three probes. It's not perfect because um, this obviously isn't the only lineage that has that deletion. Mark Johnson is a professor of molecular microbiology and immunology at the University of Missouri School of Medicine. The alpha variant, or UK variant, uh, does too, but the UK variant is all but extinct at this point. That means if a PCR test comes back positive on two of those three probes, Johnson says it could signal the presence of Omicron, and fully sequencing those tests could confirm its presence. Johnson is one of the leaders of the Coronavirus Sewer Shed Surveillance Project, a collaboration between the State Health Department, the Missouri Department of Natural Resources, and MU. His team analyzes wastewater from across the state to look for signals of potential outbreaks and coronavirus variants. Johnson says the changes in Omicron that make it concerning also make it easier to spot. It will be very easily to tell from sequencing this one little chunk whether it's Omicron or not. It's got lots of mutations in that region. The Sewer Shed Surveillance Project was one of the first to identify the presence of the Delta variant, which caused a big spike in cases last summer. Delta has since become the dominant coronavirus variant across the U.S., and Johnson says the biggest lesson he took away from the summer was how quickly it spread. While Omicron has also spread quickly in some of the countries where it's been detected, Dr. Morris says it's too early to tell how it might spread in the U.S., It's too soon to say. It depends a little bit, I think, on geography. It depends on um, how quickly this variant enters into the United States and into our region. But it also maybe depends on some things we don't know. So is this really going to be more transmissible? Is it going to make patients sicker? So far, that does not appear to be the case, but there are so few cases and not enough time has passed to really be able to say that for sure. Regardless, she says from the little we know so far, there's nothing to suggest the current best practices, masking and vaccination, will change. 
Coming up, the latest controversy surrounding Kansas City Police Chief Rick Smith. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This is Kansas City Today. UMB Private Wealth Management is a division of UMB Bank that tailors financial planning services to help you maximize your assets and protect your legacy. Everything we do starts with you because there is no one-size-fits-all financial planning strategy. Your UMB experience begins with us taking the time to get to know you and understand your financial goals. Then we customize a detailed yet flexible plan that helps you achieve them. At UMB, your story is always our focus. Learn more at umb.com slash wealth hyphen management. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. It's been a busy couple of weeks for Kansas City Police Chief Rick Smith. In late November, the news broke that he would be leaving his position next spring. Since then, conflicting reports have emerged about his departure, and Smith continues to be surrounded by controversy about the 2019 shooting of Cameron Lamb by Officer Eric DeValconeer. KCUR's Peggy Lowe has been following this story, and she's here to walk us through the latest. Hi, Peggy. Hey, Noemi. So what do we know about Rick Smith's departure from the Kansas City Police Department? The official word as of now, and this was scripted by the Board of Police Commissioners, is that Chief Rick Smith will retire at at the end of the current budget year. That means roughly the end of next March. That's when the city council and the police department will finish their budget process. That was announced uh, this last Monday by the Board of Police Commissioners. And they met in sort of a way to set officially in stone what was going to happen. So there was some initially conflicting information that came out about that, right? I know it's a little confusing. The reason the Board of Police Commissioners had to meet last uh, Monday and then meet with reporters afterwards is because the week before, so this goes back to before Thanksgiving, um, the word leaked that the board was essentially trying to accelerate Chief Smith's retirement. Um, So that word leaks out, it goes wildfire, but then we had a defiant Chief Rick Smith saying, I'm not going anywhere. So there was a ton of confusion. Is he leaving? Is he not? Was he ousted? Was he fired? Was he going of his own will? It was just a very confusing few days right before Thanksgiving. And some audio recently emerged of Smith at the scene of Cameron Lamb's death. What did Smith say? You know, about at the worst possible time for Chief Smith, video surfaced uh, this last week. It was first reported by the Kansas City Star that he could be heard in the moments after the shooting of Cameron Lamb in December of 2019. He was basically saying the scene was clear, everybody was okay, and he said, the bad guy's dead. Well, that was very, very offensive to obviously Lamb's family, to uh, civil rights activists who have long called for Smith's firing, and he has come under just a hail of, of criticism for that. So even though activists were furious and they even planned further protests about it, you know, some council members like Teresa Lohr, for instance, said, hey, he's a cop. That's how cops talk. Teresa Lohr, of course, has cops in her own family. But, you know, so it was really split down the middle whether or not you found that offensive, I guess. And I think, too, that split reflects those who do support Smith and those who do not. So how is the city going about finding a replacement for Smith? 
Well, the city council attempted to go about finding a replacement, <laughs> and it quickly was thwarted. On Thursday afternoon, Councilwoman Catherine Shields ran an ordinance that said, let's uh, budget $200,000 so we can do a nationwide search to replace Rick Smith as chief of police this coming spring. It was quickly voted down. She did not have the votes to carry it, in large measure because everyone said, hey, we have no control over our police department. That, of course, is the state's prerogative. And so why should we have to spend this money right now? Um, and it, that, I guess it seems like a little incremental thing. And maybe we're talking about stuff that's in the weeds, but it's just one more indication of how Kansas City does not have local control of their police department, how the city council feels, you know, just like that their hands are tied to do anything. So it was just sort of an interesting little end note to the week. And what's next for the police department? Well, next week, it's, it looks like business as usual. Uh, there are several budget hearings scheduled with the city council and with the board. Uh, the board's next regularly scheduled monthly meeting is until the 13th. I hear protesters will be there uh, out in full regalia. So it's a little mix of business as usual and then this kind of drama going on behind the scenes. Peggy Lowe covers law enforcement for KCUR. Thanks, Peggy. Thank you, Nomeen. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Lisa Rodriguez. You can read our coverage of the Kansas City Police Department and the Omicron variant of the coronavirus at kcur.org. As always, you can catch Kansas City's NPR station live on the radio at 89.3 FM. Tomorrow, we'll talk about why enrollment in Kansas City charter schools has exceeded enrollment in public schools for the first time. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Thank you.